Welcome back to another episode of The Rest, a podcast where you get to hear the rest of the story and where we continue the conversation that Sunday started. I'm your host, Jared Jacobus, and I have Joel here with me this week. Hey, hey. Big surprise. Big surprise. You watched the Cowboys game? I did. Yeah. You enjoy wow. it? I did enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't hate the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, and it's I don't not love like a love Green hate. Bay. Yeah, for but sure. For some reason, when, you know, it's like, it's a spectacle. All that money and like all the America's team and, yeah, and all, the, all the, you know, it's like they can get there, but then they just, they can't. They can't figure it out. No. Mm-mm. They tried. And I actually do love, actually, I'll wait. I'll wait until our talk because there's a there's a connection to the um uh there's a connection to the message this week with this game. Oh, good. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Uh let's jump right into the recap. So Joel started off with teaching that humans were made to live in submission to God and that the order of how God designed us is that we operate best when we submit to the will of God. Uh, we went on to explain that humans are created. Uh, sorry, we went on to explain that humans are creatures of progress, and that humble people believe they have a lot more room for improvement. The next point we touched on was that the world and humans were created with exceptional beauty, power, and potential. But there's a growth curve that's involved. We start out unskilled and undeveloped, and then we move toward growth, development, and improvement. Joel emphasized that we cannot become the humans we are capable of becoming without the renewal of the Spirit of God, and that the Bible is filled with instruction based around us growing, maturing, honing our skills, and progressing in our abilities. We also touched on the idea that we all have potential, and that potential can either lead us in doing good and beautiful things, but that it can also lead to demise and destruction if we don't orient ourselves in the direction that God designed for us. Joel brought up The scripture about the meek will inherit the earth. Meekness is having power under control, and that when we are able to harness our power, we can accomplish great things in the name of the Lord. We ended with saying that in order for us to grow, we have to go through pain. The only way we will gain wisdom, power, and humility is to pursue a path of progress that requires discipline, self-reflection, and accountability. Anything else? That was great. Better than the message. Well, you know, right I take uh, I take 45 minutes and turn it into 45 seconds. That's great. Hey, <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. So um, when I was listening to your message, I had this this idea go through my head. And it's kind of like uh, in, in a general sense, but also applies to the topic of um, humility. So um, there's, a, there's a thing that a lot of business leaders and, and self-development coaches— um, do and they use a lot of biblical teaching and biblical instruction, but they don't really like know or credit it to the Bible. Mm. Um, so my question is, do you think that when God created those principles, um, that he constructed them kind of like laws of physics, or do you think there's some kind of like supernatural element? Which that? Well, give me an example of one. So um, as far as like, on on the side of um, pain, you know, it takes pain to progress. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it takes like harnessing your power correctly and orienting it to accomplish something great, like all, of, all that kind of stuff. So I think the question that you're asking is that, um, you know, is it is it like 
do the results happen? Because when you do things God's way, is there like, you know, a natural result cause and effect yeah. that happens in yeah. the world that God made that it's moving in that direction? That's the way it functions. Or does when you do things God's way, does he add yeah. on top like of bestow blessing a, a, a bestowed blessing? Yeah. So like I would say that, you know, in generally speaking, the blessing is in the uh, the nature yeah. of the world. Okay. Um, so when we're talking about Proverbs and we're saying that, you know, if you sharpen the ax every day, then you can keep chopping trees down, which is a really bad, just kind of off the top of my head rendition <laughs> of a proverb yeah. in there, you know, sharpen the ax or dull ax and which one works better. Um, that That's just... You know, two plus two is four. That's the way the world works. If you, if you, um, and again, proverbs are not promises; they're probabilities, right? It's like yeah. this is this is basically how it always works. Um, you know, if you if you tease and wink an angry man, you'll probably get in a fight. Yeah. If you mess with a mom and, and a bear and her cubs, you'll probably get your face ripped off. Like, like that. That's so those aren't blessings, but like the blessing might be like, if you, you know, if you, um, if you discipline, you wake every day, you get up early in the morning and you, you sow, then like you will, you'll, you'll reap, reap a harvest, yeah. you know? That makes sense. So, um, uh, I think where it gets into some of the supernatural is with, you know, specifically the, um, the law of, you know, the law of Moses, you know, I think some of that stuff was more, um, there was going to be like an extra, I mean, and again, I also don't think that natural blessing is devoid of supernatural. They're yeah. not mutually exclusive. Okay. It's hard to make a disconnection between someone's emotional state, their mental state, their physical state, and their spiritual state. So for example, yeah, like I if you're you. like emotionally, you know, unhealthy, you know, like that doesn't mean like, oh, I'm perfectly healthy in my physical and I'm perfectly healthy in my spiritual. Like that, th they all work together. And so when we're talking about blessing for, um, you know, working hard or like if you discipline yourself, the results, I would say mainly what we're saying is that that in, in a, a world that has a fallen nature where humans are dying, physically dying, that the nature of things is in order for us to improve, we have to work hard to gain it. And I, I think that we probably would have had to work hard and to gain improvement as well. Yeah. I just don't understand uh, the nature of, of pain and how it would have played out in, okay. in a world, in a world that's not fallen because basically when we're called to work in the new in in, in Genesis, um, we're called to work. We're called to take care of the ground. We're called to subdue the earth and do all those things. And then the curse is not that we're called to work, but now our work makes us sweat and we bleed, and it becomes painful. And it becomes the curse means an obstacle. Yeah. So curse means that the things you were normally going to do now become harder. So without the fall, the things normally we're going to do were easier to do some way, maybe less pain, but maybe pain isn't as bad as we think. I mean, obviously there's no pain in heaven 
to a degree. I, I, it's kind of a philosophical conversation. But um, my point is, is that I think mainly when someone says, I'm going to get better. Now, now the supernatural part is that it's impossible for us to gain the full wisdom insight of what it means to be the kind of humans we were designed to be without the supernatural presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. Yeah, but he is the indweller, but he's also the paraclete. He's the one who comes alongside. So growth is not just him, Jesus take the wheel and he drives you around and makes it all better. You are a partner with him. He's going to lead you and prompt you, but you have to do the work. Okay. So again, you see the mix of that, yeah. you know, it's well, like the, the Lord's going to prompt you. He's going to say like, you need to take care of yourself. You need to, whatever you need to be quiet and listen and, and work on, you need to spend time, whatever you're going to know the spirits in you. And then uh, I, I did a series uh, a long time ago called updates. I kind of like about this idea. Like I just got an update on my phone today, yeah. 17 or whatever. 0.21 or I don't know what it was, but uh, uh, so it's like what I said in that series was the spirit is in you. So let him win you. Like he's going to try to lead you somewhere, yeah. but you don't have to listen. And Paul talks about not grieving the spirit. And he also talks about a sin that leads to death because yeah. whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. So we kind of live in this world where we have the spirit. We're not going to grow unless we listen to him and the fact that he's talking to us is absolutely profoundly supernatural. Yeah, and then, of course, is. even the results of doing something more disciplined is not, is not, in my opinion, completely just natural and material. There's a spiritual component. Everything happens to be spiritual because you can't fragment your life up that I easily. I get you. Yeah, that makes sense. That's my... A uh, little not, bit of not like very clear uh, answer. Important nuances. Yeah. With the overlap. Yeah. Um, do you think that some people have a propensity to be more humble than others? So I said in it, in it that um, that that personality does not determine humility, right? That it is it is a an ethic and a characteristic that has yeah. to be grown in us as we pursue Christ, then we're pursuing all types of disciplines and gentleness and skill and wisdom. And, and then we find ourselves becoming humble people as we know, I mean, I always have room for growth and I got ways that I can get better. Um, so do, does someone have a natural propensity? I would say generally, no. Okay. I would say that, that what the scriptures teach is that humans, um, kind of have a natural propensity for self uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for for lifting themselves up for thinking of themselves self probably, gratification self, yeah and self what am I thinking I'm trying to get you know yeah thinking of themselves too highly and then you know having a pride thinking that they don't need God yeah so people are more prone now. Now, now you might have uh, people who are born into situations where, at home, their character has been shaped sooner, and and so oh, yeah, they are sure. they are more humble. It's like you know you meet that person and then you hear their story and you go, "Wow!" Like I can tell that person went through a lot, learned a lot, sees the world more. 
um, realistically, yeah. sober-mindedly. They've, they've gained those trials in their life, have supplied them a measure of wisdom and growth that is abnormal for their age. And you might just say that's a humble person, that's a servant, whatever, you know. Um, so I think those types of the nature nurture, like your circumstances can certainly humble you pretty yeah. fast. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, also if you look at those two traits uh, or like or pride. Or teach you, yeah. If you look at pride like next to power and um, look at them rationally, mm-hmm. they seem like they're correlated traits. Mm-hmm. But there's not really a correlation. It's more of a causation, right? I would say I would say that um, when someone is, you know, seeking after self and um, um, unaware but pursuing self-elevation, and then they're given a measure of genuine power that that is most likely a um, a recipe for disaster. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right? That makes sense. So, so uh, when, uh, when someone is pursuing Christ and they're on, on the journey of really servanthood, serving God, serving others, uh, responsibility, looking at their moral obligation to do good in the world, because of their their uh, Messiah and their their Savior and their God, that when then when power is given, it becomes, um, I think, to to many people who are genuinely humble, becomes a scary thing, because power has the ability to corrupt. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Um, or 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 pull out the corruption that already exists, or to you know. You can start off humble, and then you gain a bunch of power, and you, with all that power, you can you can choose to, you know, indulge and yeah. and do it and use it for the wrong things. Um, probably it's more of a display of someone's original character. But I think that when a follower of Christ gets some power and gets some some resources, that. Uh, you know, that's when that's when it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. That's when you need more time in prayer. Yeah. You need more time in solitude and being sober-minded, like Paul says, to be sober-minded and to ask God for help and for direction. The reason I mentioned Martin Luther King Jr. is I think he's the one who was asked one time by one of his, you know, people that worked with him, worked for him. He had a full day, you know, of either teaching or, you know, showing up somewhere in social engagements. And so they said, you need to not do your prayer time. He's like, a more full day means more prayer time. And that's like my, that's that's like my uh, um, paraphrase of the whole, there's some really good phrase that he said, but the idea was, you know, more responsibility, more power, more influence is dangerous. And so I need to take it more seriously and leverage it for better, which is a very Jesus thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it's just it's just a G, it's just a Jesus thing. It's just not the way the world works. Yeah. Um so whenever people are 
using their using their influence and their wealth. Now, sometimes people just give money and they their taxes and they play the game and they get to be, you know, they get to be comfortably shrouded in Western ethics, which is primarily driven through Christianity. And they just they're they're kind and they're nice, but they're really just you know, in their mind, that's even like another way to make them look good yeah. to gain more power, yeah. right? So, um, but when someone is genuinely leveraging their their power to help people, then that's a uh, that's a Jesus thing. Yeah, and that should be the attitude of like politicians and stuff. You know, yeah, it's like not, sure. not to get into be on top, but to get in to serve the people. Yeah, right. But it's often not. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird thing too. I can relate in the sense that like when, when I started the church, you know, it was like, I, I just want like people who don't know Jesus to know Jesus. Yeah. I just want to help people. I want to tell people stuff. I want to help them know this. I want to help them follow Jesus. And then like in church world, like you become like the leader of an organization and like you have, you know, authority and you yeah. have some power, right? Which is not on, you know, it's not like a new thing, you know, ever since whatever, 300, the church had tremendous power politically, socially, so, uh, um, um, if you're not doing it for the right reason, then people will eventually figure that out. Yeah, for sure. You know, and you also get tested. As you get you, tested, yeah, um, for sure. Build and develop your yep. character really gets put in the fire. Yep. Uh, why don't you think we talk about humility more in, in like modern culture? It's not. I never really see um, humility brought up at all. In that's the a that's a good question. Um, I don't know the answer to that. You know, I, I don't, I don't know if I have even a, even a full, a full couple of thoughts on that. Well, I, for instance, like Martin Luther King Jr. was a humble person. Right. And we acknowledge his accomplishments and, um, we give thanks for his service and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But the, his position of humility is never really brought up in right. that conversation. Yeah. Again, that's why it's one thought on that is, as I've talked about in this series is humility is not like one singular thing, right? Yeah. It's like the banner over, um, over, you know, someone who has all types of attributes of that are like Christ. And suddenly you're, you're a humble person. You, you know, you see yourself in submission to God, you see yourself as a person who needs a lot of growth and progress and and so it's it just it, it it's one way to define multiple characteristics, but um, why don't we talk about it more? I don't know. I think we need to. Uh, I'm glad we, we are. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why people. I think. I think what what people do is they um, they talk about it indirectly. No. Oh, yeah. In, in, okay. in the sense that we all watch people fall. Yeah. So we're watching people have arrogance and pride and destruction that follows. And so, um, I think that, uh, we're, we're in one way saying that person lacked humility. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's an interesting conversation because some people have, you know, a measure of, of vibrato and personality and uh, some people will, you know, deem a person that has a strong opinion about something as very arrogant where someone else might say, you know, that's a humble thing to do or to share your opinion. I don't know. So it's a very, it's a very interesting 
um, question that you asked. And I think that, that, uh, it, it, it's good. It's good. It resonates. We need to be discussing it more. Yeah. Um, kind of like on the topic of pride comes before the fall. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like humility continues the rise. Yeah. Like, you know, if you look yeah. at the, antithesis. well, that, that's, that's what it is, right? God gives grace to the humble, but he opposes the proud. Yeah. And so, um, uh, do you want God's opposition in your life? Probably not. Yeah, probably you know? not. Um, so, I don't know. It's, it, it is part of it. It's like pride comes before the fall. Humility precedes uh, God will lift you up. You know, yeah. humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Oh, that's Not good. to a place of the kind of power that you would have gotten um, uh not to not to the place that you would have gotten if you lifted yourself up. And that's yeah. the problem, yeah. is that pride, we lift ourselves up to the wrong spot. God wants us to be lifted up, but the only spot that we can be lifted up to that is a good spot is the kind that if we, if we approach him in humility. Yeah. Because when we approach him in humility, we say, I, I'm a work in progress. I submit to you make me, take me, shape me into what you want me to make, to be. And then we we do become the meek shall inherit the earth. We become these individuals of towering character and power that is for good. Yeah. And that is, and you go, wow, what a force, right? God lifted that person up. But, it, but you, if you would have lifted yourself up, you wouldn't have put yourself there. Again, that real power leveraged for people and love and making the world beautiful and giving all your energy towards something bigger than you, that's a Jesus thing. So if you want to be, if you want to actually make the kind of impact that humans have the potential to make, you submit yourself to God. You want to lift yourself up. All you are is just a flash in the pan. God would have never lifted you up there because he's not going to put you above him. He's going to make you all that you could have been in his image, not what you wanted to make yourself um, uh, in your own ideas. So that's a really good framework on that, um, on that concept. Yeah. Humble yourself and he'll lift you up to where. Yeah. Not, not the place you would have gone to where you need to be. Yeah. You want to touch on your tie-in with the Cowboys game? Oh yeah, my tie-in with the Cowboys game is that uh, I was watching that game. So the, you know, the message this week was people are people of progress, right? Like we're like people get better, and so I ended with just one notion, and then I'm actually going to talk this whole week about this, um, and that is that uh, uh, when we actually believe that we are people of progress then we start to look at the world through the lens of people of progress. Yeah. And so then there's this whole spectrum of how we see people. Where are they? And not in a judgment way, but in a loving potential way. Yeah. You know, like that, okay, there is an actual growth pattern that we can have that is godly and good. And people aren't always on it or they're not, all, they're certainly not all the way to the top of it. They're somewhere, or maybe they're, they're, you know, haven't even got on it yet or they're starting and and so when we when we start to see the world through the lens of others, our people, the people around me, are people of progress. This is when you think about that's the way that God looks at us. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. There, you know, there, there's grace. There's like so. Then we start to look at people that way, and it's like, well, you know, they, they there's more, and I want to help them, and I want to, I want, I want to give them mercy and grace so that they can fail forward and learn how to how to do this thing better. So yeah, uh, that's really good. So the, the the I was just you know preachers like we just everything is connected. Yeah. You know, it's 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 embarrassing. Uh it's actually not cool. We think it's cool, but we're everything is a sermon. It's not a sermon. It's just a it's just your you know what we're focused on, which sometimes can be very narcissistic. It's like it's like everything I see is about my sermon. Well, that's yeah. because everything you see is about you half the time. I mean, it can <laughs> it can get that way and that's not necessarily good. The the Green Bay Packers, you're like Dude, I mean, the Cowboys showed up yeah. and thought they were playing some team that didn't exist anymore because that Green Bay has gotten way better. Yeah, you know, and you, 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 you know, if so, if you game plan for a team and they're fixed in your in their mind, you're you're in yeah, trouble. You're done. You're done because people get better. Now there are sometimes where you know the trajectory of something, or you know, a team kind of is maxed out. Right, and, yeah. and they're 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 as good as anybody. And really, what that means is that they haven't been beat, so they're beating everybody. And so we know what they do because they haven't had to figure out something else to do. Yeah, and they're comfortable. Yeah, we haven't. Had, so 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 they they maxed out, but really they haven't maxed out. It's just that there's no one else pushing them to their next level. Yeah, that's true. Like the 49ers or whatever. Like they're just beating everybody. And so you you, you can game plan towards this is we've seen everything from them. They're the best. They're at the top. And it's not about whether or not we know what they're going to do. We know what they're going to do, and we can't stop it. Yeah, you know, we 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 we'll, we can try, but we won't. And then and then, but if you game plan towards Green Bay and they're in your mind a C minus team, and they and you 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 try to figure out what they're going to do based upon where they were three weeks ago, yeah, or assume that because they you know I, they've been on a win streak and they they are hot, but assume that you know it's Green Bay. They're, you know, they're not that good. They don't have it all together yet. We're Dallas. We've never lost at home in 16 yeah. games or whatever. And don't assume they're going to get from last week to this week. They're going to come in, man. These are pros. Like they, they could, they could have figured something out last week, every guy on the line and, and gone up a measure. Yeah. So even if your attitude isn't, I need to, cause what happens when you believe that people are people of progress, one of the things is you respect them more. Oh, yeah, it's like you don't absolutely. show up thinking like that they're no good. You you give them respect. Like you assume out of respect in that context, these guys are good. Yeah, that they're better than they were they're yesterday. They're going to push it. Yeah. Just because I watched the tape where they screwed up, they probably watched the same tape. And if they are a pro, they want to get better. So yeah. don't show up trying to play their, you know, their, um, what what is it? Their, uh, uh, oh, what are those? Like, you need you need to you need to prep for their highlight reel, not yeah. their bloopers. Yeah, right. Yeah, prep for their best. That's respect, and that's seeing the world through the lens of progress. And and when we do that, think about the respect. You know, I honor you. Like in a football game, it's like I'm going to respect what you do. And then if I whoop your butt, then it's like, well, you know, you didn't. Yeah. I didn't come up to this thinking. I'm going to beat you. I came up to this thinking I better be really sharp because this person has more in the tank than I, than, than I've seen. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, you humble yourself that way. You, you, you treat people with a different level. So that, anyway, that was yeah. my like, 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 Oh, the Cowboys, it's just another way of saying they look past green Bay. Yeah. They they're just, already on to the next game. They're moving game. on. Yep. This was a, in the bag yep. and that's foolish because they got 
hammered. Yeah, they got spanked. And they didn't even just get hammered like on one. They got hammered by Green Bay's offense, you know, which yeah. is good. Yeah. But Dallas is like a top three defense in the league. Like there was no way. But they ran 100. Like the one guy, Aaron Jones, had like his career day. What's his name? Uh, the quarterback, Jordan Love, had like one of the best QBRs. Like, yeah. I mean, he just like, it was three touchdowns, 273 yards or whatever. Like, they they didn't even like be, it was, they had 47 points. That's a lot of points. Yeah. So, anyway. yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm excited for this coming week. Yeah. Um, I liked that you, you touched on, um, you, you gave us a little teaser. Yeah, teaser. It's going to be relationships and how humility yeah. affects relationships. Well, before we go, let's take a few minutes after this podcast and think about uh, one or two areas that um, we can see we need a little bit of a humility adjustment in and then commit for the next month or so to to work on those and see where that brings us and how it transforms us in our relationships with others. We'll be here next week to talk about part three of Humble Beginnings, Middles, and Ends on The Rest. <laughs>